0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, August the 3rd. We are into August. And Phillies baseball back tonight. At least we hope, at least we think we've learned not to. Take anything that's actually on the Major League Baseball schedule for granted because it seems like a lot of it's being made up as we go along. But the Phillies are in New York tonight. Garrett Cole against Jay Garrett after a week off. We get three games. We get a week of waiting. And we are back on so much to get into a, a tumultuous weekend for Major League Baseball. We'll dive into it all, all of it. And then, of course, look ahead to the Phillies tonight. Let's start with the whole situation with Major League Baseball as it relates to the Phillies. First and foremost, some good news out of Philadelphia as not only have zero players tested positive for COVID-19 after playing the Marlins, but it turns out that the only two positive tests the Phillies have had since intake screenings, the tests that we talked about last week, the coach and the clubhouse attendant, were false positives, so... The Phillies and Marlins played the Marlins at 18 players, multiple staffers with COVID-19. Zero Philadelphia Phillies contracted it from them. That is massive. That is a a big deal. It it is really the first case study we have in terms of the ability for the virus or the likelihood, I should say, of the virus to transfer from team to team. And uh, it didn't happen with, again, a team riddled with with the the virus, um, did not transfer to the Phillies. So that's really good news. The Phillies back in action tonight. We assume, we hope, assuming there's no grander pause on Major League Baseball or something. We'll get into the Cardinals issue in a sec. But good news on the Phillies' front. It does seem like the Phillies did a really nice job of following guidelines and, uh, you know, not putting themselves in a situation where they could have contracted it. They didn't. um, Really, again, great news here for the Phillies now. Um... It is less great news that the Phillies have had to not play baseball for a week, uh, and really just had a, a couple of workouts over the weekend, have not really worked together much, and now they're going to New York to face Garrett Cole. <laughs> the Phillies are the uh, the biggest favorite they've been in many, many, or biggest underdog they've been in a single game in many years um, tonight. It is unlikely they will beat a White Hot Yankees team after taking a week off. I mean, this could get ugly tonight, that's the downside, but... Ultimately, the Phillies are, are playing baseball again, and uh, it, it did seem like they had originally wanted to wait till Tuesday to get this series started and start with doubleheader. But tomorrow there is a, a, a pretty bad forecast for rain um, in New York, so they thought let's get this game in tonight and and go from there. As the uh, that that's the I think the the tagline for the Major League Baseball schedule in 2020. Let's see what happens tonight and go from there. It's kind of the feel that we've had with it. but So as far as the Phillies go, just on a macro sense, we'll get back to tonight's game, but in general, just the idea that the Phillies, um, after a a really, again, as we all know, we all went through it over a week of of frustration, will be back in action night and zero positive tests is just great news. It's great news for the Phillies. It really is. Now, let's get to the less good news for the rest of uh, baseball. As we know, the Marlins' uh, situation, and granted, uh, it does seem like the Positive tests have finally ended there after 18 positives. And their second baseman, Isan Diaz, who did not test positive but opted out after all this happened. Um, The Marlins and their minor league roster will be heading to Baltimore tomorrow to play. We'll see how that goes. But uh, unfortunately, over the weekend, we had another outbreak on a team. And this time, it's the St. Louis Cardinals. We heard about it Friday during the day. first Really, first thing in the morning, uh, word leaked out that the Cardinals-Brewers game for that evening would be postponed due to positive tests with the Cardinals leaked out. There was two positive tests then the next day more, and then yesterday we find out there are even more tests. Multiple Cardinals players have tested positive, and, and now we have a, another situation where the virus has made its way into a clubhouse. Um, we don't know how many more Cardinals will test positive. As we know with this Marlins situation, it could take days here to really find out how, how far it spreads but ultimately, the Cardinals likely to be in a spot that the Marlins and the Phillies were in the last week, and their week shall be shut down. Most likely, we don't we don't have any definitive stuff here, but um, for now, it is not looking good in St. Louis, and and it's really you know again an issue. It does look <laughs> a couple things here. First, I think if you're if you're someone who wants baseball to push forward, if you're someone who does not want them to end the season uh, because of this, then. You should be pretty happy because this is does seem like they're plowing ahead. You know, they've already had now two teams severely affected by this and have pushed forward. We spent this past weekend with not including games that got rained out, which took it above that because there were games that got rained out, but just forgetting rainouts just because of COVID-19 and, and you know either teams being affected and the teams they're supposed to play, thus not being able to play, and so on and so forth. We had 20% of the league postponed this weekend. I mean, there were, there were six teams that just had the weekend off. I mean, that's... Crazy for your second full weekend back, really your first weekend after that opening weekend. Um, so that's not great. But I think it also shows that if baseball is willing to plow through this year, that um, it's going to take a lot more. It's going to take multiple teams really getting ravaged and, and down at the same time for for it to stop this season. So I think that's a, a positive sign if that's the way you're looking at things. And if you're kind of on the other side of things, I guess it's, it's kind of frustrating because you know, it is. Um, it does raise into question the, the health of players and this and that. And what's most important? There's there's a lot of philosophical questions and issues with this. But right now, it does seem like they are plowing ahead, even in the face of uh, of again some some disappointing stuff. Now, now it was a tumultuous weekend. It started really Friday. Uh, you know, with the Cardinals news and all that. Rob Manfred. Um, it came out that Manfred uh spoke to. Players uh, Association Executive Director Tony Clark on Friday and said, if the sport doesn't do a better job managing the coronavirus, it could shut down for the season. Uh, Quote, unquote. uh, It is what public health experts have been saying from the beginning about this, that there is no big magic fix. The protocols are... This is my Manfred speaking... The protocols are a series of little things that people need to do. We've had some problems. In order to be better, it's another series of little things. I think it's peer pressure. I think it's players taking personal responsibility. I think it's the union helping us, like Tony Clark helped us yesterday. And I think it's us managing more aggressively. All right. Um, yeah. And then Manfred went on to say... um, I think that if everybody does what they're supposed to do, we can continue to play, have a credible season, and get through the postseason. I don't think it's realistic to think that we're not going to have any more positive tests. We're going to be fluid. We think it's manageable, and we're going to continue to try and manage it. This is kind of a day-to-day thing right now. You've just got to get up in the morning and figure out a way to keep going through another day to stay safe for people. Um, Okay, so some thoughts on this. First and foremost, it does feel like a a threat to the players, which, look... (laughs) You know how I feel about Rob Manfred. I think he is the worst commissioner in the history of sports. I think he has handled this whole thing from start to finish just abominably. I think he's done a, a, an atrocious, I, I can't say that enough, atrocious job steering the wheel that is Major League Baseball through this pandemic. And don't get me wrong, I understand it's not the easiest job. It's in fact quite a hard one, I would think. But um, Manfred has done a just disastrous job from start to finish as far as I'm concerned with his public face, with his private face, all of it has just been a- an epically epic disaster as far as I'm concerned with how Rob Manfred has handled this. And this feels like another example of that. It feels like Manfred is putting everything on the players, blaming the players. And let's be fair. Look, the players do deserve some blame here. We know from reports that the Marlins went out, and that is likely how the virus made its way into the locker room, that they were not following protocols, were not taking it seriously. The Cardinals... Rumors that they were out at a casino, or at least certain players were, and that's where they contracted. Again, we don't know this to definitely be true, but look, if it is, I mean, that is absolutely on the players. That is outrageous. You know, that is outrageous. All these teams are in this together. You got to suck it up into your part. I mean, if there are twenty-eight other teams out there following the rules, doing what they're supposed to do. Again, no other tests throughout baseball. Then, then that is on you. That is an embarrassment. And let's be real. I watched the Yankees last night. I watched some baseball this weekend. Aaron Judge, home run in five straight games, and we'll see Aaron Judge tonight. <laughs> Probably make it six against Arietta. but you know what happened? Aaron Judge at home run, they sla- high-fiving everyone in the damn dugout. And guess what? They're all in the dugout. The dugout is full, and Aaron Judge is walking down the line high-fiving everybody. So what are we doing here? To go back to the phrase that I think I have said the most on this show since the season has started, what are we doing here seriously players players be smart like what are we doing here especially in the in the stuff like we don't know what players do behind the scenes when they're not on television this and that obviously and and we can't control them and they they're free people who could do what they want to do with their lives and all that but we hope they're they're taking precautions and all that but like when you're playing a game we can see we we why not when you're on television just follow the rules the rules are there for a reason this is not that complicated so uh, that part is frustrating and and manfred you know look if you really want these players to follow the protocols force them to follow protocols make it actual rules that need to be followed fine players why We have not seen a single fine yet for a player not following the rules. Why? Why even have rules? What's the point of rules if they're not going to be followed? Like, you just forget it then, right? I mean, what are we doing? So, I do think, look, the players deserve some responsibility. They bear responsibility. They need to act like grown men here. They need to have a little bit of... Of um ability to not do what they want all the time in the moment and understand that there is a bigger thing happening here and that for two months, two months and, and three if you make the playoffs I suppose, two months you just gotta suck it up, man, suck it up, don't go to the club, don't go to the casino, go home, go to your hotel room, play video games, whatever. you can get through two months. We all did. Everyone quarantined, right? I mean, we have a lot of people who are like, two months at home? Yeah, I did that. No problem. You could do it too. Suck it up. Do better. No question. But at the same time, Manfred, you can already just see the the fingerprints of Manfred setting this up to completely blame it on the players if it doesn't work. I mean, you see it happening. It is it is happening as we're talking. You know, Manfred, players need to be better. Players got to do better. It's like, yeah, yeah, how about you do better too, bro? How about you actually enforce some of your protocols? How about you, as the commissioner of Major League Baseball, take some responsibility for all that's happened here? Jesus, what are we doing? Incredibly frustrating. So it was not a great weekend for Major League Baseball. We'll see what happens with the Cardinals situation. Manfred has said, he's not a quitter. I'm going to keep playing. (laughs) He said, this is what he told Carl Ravage. We are playing. The players need to be better. But I'm not a quitter in general, and there's no reason to quit now. We have to be fluid, but this is manageable. I mean, okay. Weird thing to say. What a weird phrasing, but whatever. Um, Baseball's climbing forward. I think that's the real takeaway. I think after this weekend, after what we saw last week, they're still playing. That's a great sign for them finishing this season or pushing through, but... They got to be smarter. They got to follow the protocols. So there's blame on both sides. I just I can't listen to Rob Manfred talk anymore. I'm I'm reaching my uh, m- the the max amount of Rob Manfred that I can handle in a given period of time. I'm 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 close to my breaking point here. I I don't have much Manfred left in me anymore. Let's get back to the Phillies. So the Phillies back in action tonight. Matt Klintak, uh speaking before the weekend about some of the issues um, with the team. Just a a couple things to check on before we uh, look tonight and also talk about a a rule change that is official that we had mentioned before. Um, A couple things Clint spoke about. Brian Price, uh, who we know had been sick, had been sent home. All tests were negative. Um, He is uh, uh, fine and back at work, so that is good news. Um, uh, Talking about the... uh, Talking about the... uh, uh, a few different issues here as we discussed. Um, one thing that I think is a fascinating thing to, to discuss is the idea of the competitive balance issue here. The fact that the Phillies are forced to take a week off from activity and then ramp back up and play baseball again. Uh, I know Brian Price has spoke openly about his fear of pitcher injuries, about worrying that pitchers won't be ready to go because look, and that makes sense this is one of the things we've talked about. Clentac. Um, Was asked, uh, you know, about the Phillies being hit hard. Are are they being hit hard by competitive imbalances? He said, "Yes, harder than most. Doubleheaders can wreak havoc on a pitching staff, and the Phillies now, and the Phillies will have many, you know, obviously coming up here. Uh, Also, he said they could be potentially hurt in a number of other ways uh, heading into doubleheaders. uh, You know, in the wake of the exposure by the Marlins, this is uh, a little." Not relevant anymore, but five days without playing, going to be more now. This is back when he spoke, five days of playing, and several without being allowed in their own ballpark to work out can put a team at a competitive disadvantage that can also create injury risk. Uh, quote, unquote, I don't dispute that this lay- the layoff this week has created a lot of challenges for us on the field and off the field, Glentag said. There's administrative burden on many people and the uncertainty for players. The players aren't playing baseball right now, and they're used to playing almost daily. Now we're going to have five days off, and we're going to ramp it up with two games on Saturday. That presents uh, us—see, this is back when they were going to play on Saturday, but now they're going to ramp it up with games in New York. um, Presents us with our own health risks, maybe not COVID-related, but orthopedic. He says the best thing we can do is to try and rally together, both as a team and as a league, to make the most of it. It's going to take the efforts of everybody to get through. I'm not trying to minimize the challenge of it and the competitive elements of it. Those are very real. But we have to put health and safety first. We don't really have another choice that has to be priority number one. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's a a big deal um, that we haven't talked a lot about. But, you know, it is a competitive disadvantage. I mean, they're playing a Yankees team that's rolling along. Has had no issues. Again, Aaron Jones just homered in five straight games. They just haven't played in 10 days or whatever. I mean, you know, come on, nine days. What is that? Uh, it's a major disadvantage. It really is. I mean, Jake has making his first start of the season tonight. Think about that. Zach Geflin, Philly's fifth starter, is yet to, yet to pitch a game this year and, and won't pitch this series. It's going to go back to Nolan Wheeler, which, I, look, it makes sense. Get your best starters in there. Um, so, I mean, this is a major issue for the Phillies. I think it's going to take them a few days to get going. I think this is going to be a potentially ugly series against the Yankees. Now, look, baseball's weird. Weird stuff happens. Um you know, maybe the Phillies get a couple lucky breaks and can find ways to win some games here. But, I mean, I, just a major disadvantage. I mean, they're going up for the hitters. They're going up against pitchers. Live speed, all that stuff. You've been off for a week. I mean, growing up against Garrett Cole, I mean, whew, not great. And then for the pitchers to have to come in off of this rest and this break and not being ramped up, I mean, it's just a bad spot. There's <laughs> really uh, really no other way to put it. It's a bad spot. And the thing that you think about, too, now, with especially with Granite, you know, you think they'll – give some double-headers along the way, but the Phillies are not playing 60 games anymore. It's physically impossible. They've already used up more than the off days that they have in the season, unless Major League Baseball has a pause besides extend the season or something, which I don't see any chance they're going to do. Um, the Phillies are, are at a major disadvantage now, and, and every game means even more. You know, We talked about how much those games meant when there were only 60 of them. Well, now if they play like 55 or 56 or whatever it is, I mean, then guess what? Those games mean even more they mean even more now like every game has an extra one two three percent of meaning to it four percent five, whatever you want to do I'm not great at math it's meaningful you know it's it's a little bit of uh even more pressure packed kind of feeling on those games and um it's uh it's a tough spot it's a tough spot for the Phillies honestly like Kind of at the point where it's really hard to judge this Philly season in anything other than and look. This is kind of what I said going in and expected, but this is just a, a, a tournament sprint to the finish. This is not a a quote unquote Major League Baseball season, as far as I'm concerned. This is the that weird tournament thing that had a mini season attached to it that the that the Phillies played in in 2020. That's what I look at this as. Like it is again. I've said before, and I it is even hammered home more now. But this is not a World Series this year that someone is winning. You know, not in the classic sense. It is the 2020 champion of baseball. That's what I'll call it because it is not a World Series. It's not a real season. It's, you know, I mean, again, this Phillies team is coming back after 10 days off from playing meaningful baseball. I mean, what are we supposed to do here? And then they're going to New York to face the Yankees? You know, talk about competitive fairness, competitive disadvantages? The Marlins are fielding a roster. The Marlins, who, by the way, are in first place or tied for first place in the NL East at two and one um, are right there percentage wise. Um, are, are playing on the minor league roster for the next few weeks. I mean, well, you know. And again, I know that the Marlins are not a team that anyone thought would do anything to begin the season, but but we're talking competitive fairness, competitive balance. Yeah, but just the fact the Phillies had to play the full Marlins squad for the first three games, and then these other teams get a Meyer League squad for the next two weeks. I mean, all that stuff. There's just so little so little of a through line of competitive fairness through this whole thing that it really does just kind of hammer home the fact this is not a real season. This is the asterisky asterisk of all asterisk seasons, and and that's just what it is. And and I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. I'm going to enjoy watching the Phillies. I'm going to root hard for them. But I, if they win the World Series, which they won't, I'm not going to consider it a World Series win. It just won't. It's how I look at this. It's how I feel about it, and I feel very confident that that's what this is, and that's fine. You know, We'll enjoy it for what it is and hopefully go back to something we know better and more normal uh, next year, but, yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, a couple other quick things before we get out of here. Uh, Speaking of baseball not looking the same, uh, the seven-inning doubleheader rule has officially passed. We had our first ones this weekend. Uh, Trevor Bauer, a complete game seven-inning win uh, yesterday for the Reds, and uh, but it is official. Uh, you know my thoughts on this. I think, in general, it's a Mickey Mouse role. I'm not a big fan of it, but for this particular season, considering the Absurdity of this season. Why not? I get it. And look, the Phillies are going to have to play a lot of doubleheaders and they're already at a massive disadvantage because of that. This Phillies team. Again, one other thing, talking about the pitchers and all that we were talking about before, um, the idea that if you're playing doubleheaders every day, like how do you save those arms? Like how do you, what do you do? You're going to have to bring players up. You're going to have to figure out, you know, uh, uh, bullpen games, all that stuff. That's a massive disadvantage. The Phillies are just at a massive disadvantage right now. And it's a shame because it's not of anything wrong they did. It's all because of the Marlins and that's a real bummer. Joe Girardi said he's not mad at the Marlins. I am, Joe. I'm so mad at them. I will forever be mad at the Marlins. I hate them. That's how I feel. I know you don't, buddy, but I do. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a a massive disadvantage. So, at least for this season, I'm fine with the 7-8 doubleheaders. I think it's probably good for the Phillies considering what they're going to have to do. They're going to need as much of a break as they can get with that type of stuff. So, sure, um, it is official. It is uh, through the 7-8 doubleheaders, and we'll see the Phillies doing it. I wouldn't be shocked if they... Um, have one coming up soon. You know, I mean, this Phillies uh Phillies season is um, it's uh, tenuous. You know, and again, like as we discussed, they're not going to play close to as many games as anybody else. That's just what it is. It is just what it is. So, um, you know, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to play these doubleheaders, and they're gonna have to get used to it. And uh, that's what it is. Is you know, it's one of those things where we don't even really know how the schedule is going to look, how it's going to play out. As uh, you know, it, they keep changing on a daily basis. So, um, you know, we'll see. So as of now, as of now, the Phillies are scheduled to play four in New York starting tonight, tomorrow, Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. And then they are scheduled to be home versus Atlanta this weekend uh, before the Orioles come into town next week. So that is where we stand right now. Uh, Who knows (laughs) if it stays that way? We'll see. Uh, You know, a schedule has not been a... Um, it's not been something that is uh, something to stick to this season. Of Major so we'll see it as of now. So the Yankees, the Braves, the Orioles, a lot of games in a row. I'm sure we'll see some doubleheaders along the way here, especially when they have to get games made up against the Blue Jays or against the Marlins or against whoever. Um, and look, I think there's a, it appears a, a, a relatively solid chance that tomorrow night's game gets rained out. And then they have to do a doubleheader on Wednesday. So there's a lot of, uh, lot of maneuvering here. Either way, the point is, Phillies are gonna have to play some games to make it up again. They lost a full week plus of baseball. They lost seven days. Seven days just flat out of baseball. Um that's a bummer. And again, you know, the other impacts that we talked about, it's incredibly frustrating. We'll see. Look, the the good thing in all this annoyance is that 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 finally tonight, assuming nothing happens, assuming it doesn't rain, or assuming nothing, you know, no outbreaks or anything, we should should be watching the Phillies play baseball tonight against the New York Yankees back in action after a week off. It'll be, it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome to watch the Phillies, and let's hope that um they can push this through and, and uh, everyone around baseball can kind of tighten it up and do a better job because, it's, let me tell you, it sucked without the Phillies for a week. So uh, I'm happy to have them back. I don't want them going anywhere anytime soon. One quick note before we get out of here just to mention um the Mets. Yesterday, Mets have had a rough start to the season. Yesterday, Ioannis Espedes just, Leaves the team. opts out in the season. It uh, was kind of a strange situation as during the day, uh, reports started to come out that that the team didn't know where he was. And it was one of those you know, God is he okay type of things. It turns out that he just left. <laughs> he just he just opted out. He was done. The season, he said that the whole Marlins thing and all that made him reconsider and that with his family and um, the risk of the virus, that he, he didn't want to do it. And it, um, good for him. No problem with that. It was just the way it happened was kind of a – Surprise for many as we didn't know what was going on, but you want to now out. So the Mets have had a rough start to the season. And that's the crazy thing, too, is at least in the NL East, um, you know, the Phillies kind of hop in all of a sudden to a division that is, um, has really not really had much, you know, positivity. The Braves, the Braves are playing good baseball. Um, but after that, the Phillies hop right back in. The Braves are seven and three, way up front. But then the Marlins at two and one are in second place. Then the Nationals three and four. The Mets are three and seven. But the Phillies at one and two in between them. Um, the Phillies technically two and a half games out of first place, even though they have played seven less games than the Braves. But that's the way it works, and that's the kind of stuff we're gonna have to get used to. So uh, again, look, the Phillies are back in action tonight. Thank goodness we need it. I need it. Please give it to me. No rain, no messing around. I expect them to lose. I don't even care. I just want to see the Phillies play baseball tonight. So at least we got that tomorrow. I think we'll be able to actually talk about a Phillies game here on this show. What a wild, crazy concept. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?